Yo, 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 y'all already know what it is. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world right now, you know what we're doing. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I am your host, D. Wood. Man, it's been a, a long week. It's my birthday week. My birthday was on Wednesday. I've been partying like crazy. But, man, the whole time I've been thinking about planning for this Fuck Work Friday edition of the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I had to bring a guest back who birthday was who birthday five days before mine, my little bro, Dada, he in the building in full effect, man. You know how this goes. Yo, yo let's get it. Let's get it, man. You already know I bought Dada here last time we did the NBA talk, uh, me, him, and Chris. And, you know, so everybody know you're a big-time Laker fan, but we didn't get to talk football. Big-time Atlanta Falcon fan since we was little, you know what I'm saying? Love him some Atlanta Falcons. But uh, the Atlanta Falcons definitely aren't uh, the hottest topic right now in the uh, NFC South. But how do you feel right now about your Falcons? First off, they beat the two best teams in the divisions back-to-back weeks. You know what I'm saying? For the fact that I found out, uh, like, probably like two hours before the game uh, with the Panthers is that he's undefeated versus the Panthers in his career. And I was like, hmm. Fun fact, I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? I found out like two hours before the game, and then it was like, hmm. All right, this should be interesting. And then that's crazy. He commits to light them up. So that was definitely a far fact. Was that at home or no. was it just period? I think it's at home. I think it's at okay, home. Okay, because I know they definitely. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, I think it's. Sure. I think okay. it's at home though. That is a fun fact. I so you know, it was like whoa, <laughs> you know, and okay, they, cool. they went and won. So definitely, I'm talking about. What do you? How do you feel about Atlanta right now and just the state of your team? Uh, overall. In the beginning of the year, it was some bumps. It was some big bumps. Right. Still recovering uh, from injuries. Still recovering from injuries. You know, as last year also when everybody, you know, everybody start folding in the first week, first two weeks. I think we had uh, four starters on – three starters on defense in the first week injured. So, you know, just injuries always. Right. And Keanu Neal still out Keanu right Neal now. We talking two years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but – Demonte Casey, he stepped mm-hmm. up. You know, he's a he's a baller. He's yeah, a baller. Definitely. He just stepped up. But um, overall, in the beginning, it was okay. You know, because everybody, <laughs> some teams start off slow. Uh, I believe that we should before these two games that we just won, we should have been defeated. We should have had zero games won. We beat the Eagles on a you know fluky little pass. It was a jailbreak a screen. Right, yeah, you know? jailbreak screen with Julio. Couple drops from Nelson Aguilar to end it. So you know, we got a break. Um, but I think it's more just, you know, defense right now. That's what I've been preaching, like, the, for the past two years was defense. Right. And for y'all um, coach to be defensive-minded, that's what Coming from Seattle, you that's, know what I'm saying? That's what That's where it really problem. stings at, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, if anything, we should be working on the offense, which we worked on the offensive line because that's what we have trouble at, too. But the defense should never be an issue for Dan Quinn. Right. So, right now, Dan Quinn has been my problem. I thought he was on a hot seat in the middle of the year. I still think he's on a hot seat. Regardless of these two games, right? Still believe he's on the hot seat because, you know, come being a Super Bowl contender two years ago, to now, two three years ago to now is like you right. know what I'm saying about to be fishing so, in the top for a draft pick is like definitely something's got to. Or we can win out our division and go eight and eight like we did three years ago, four years ago. Because we everything, lost to everybody else, but so we, <laughs> right, just conquer the division, and, so, and everything is still as as tight as it is. Things are still wide open, exactly, still early, definitely. Uh, you guys, what, 22 points per game. That's 19th in the NFL. Uh, third, uh, ninth in uh, total yards with just a little almost 400 yards a game. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely, you know, passing yards second, 319 passing yards a game. So Matt Ryan's still out there throwing it. That could either be from having to play from behind so much or is Matt Ryan still a good quarterback? I think it's more from 
playing from behind. I think we give up big leads early, mm-hmm. which forced Matt Ryan to throw the ball early, and that's why we are 30th in rushing. You right. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we don't, can't really run the ball right, when you're right. playing from behind. You got to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Tevin Coleman loss, because Devontae Freeman, even going all the way back to, you know, Florida State, my guys, going back to Florida State, up. he was a one-two punch mm-hmm. with a running back. You know what I'm saying? It's always been that way. So, you know, right. Him and Tevin Coleman, it made to me it made Devontae Freeman look even better than what he was. That I, which ain't a bad thing, right, but right, at definitely. the same time, it's like y'all paid him that money and expected him to do all that without any help. And it's like now he's getting hurt because now he's carrying the ball more than he was. He's doing more of a workload, and it's funny that you bring that up because I was gonna say something about that. Hmm. Tevin Coleman last year, um, when him and Devontae Freeman was sharing snaps, Tevin Coleman was getting more of the third down snaps, but he started getting a lot of first and second down snaps also, mm-hmm. which, you know, gave Freeman a lot of time to, you know what I'm saying, rest, rest on the bench. And start running in that fourth start, quarter, exactly. more of a receiving threat. Uh, and that was Kyle Shanahan's doing on offense last year, and that's why he picked him up in San Francisco. He knew and exactly what he was doing. Now right. look at him, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, know what he needs. definitely two, two a back tandem over two there. Two back you know tandem. Kyle Shanahan him. knows exactly what he's doing. So that's why it goes back to, you know, we're 30th in rushing. That's from Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not from Dan Quinn. I'm sorry. That's from our defense because of Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Having to play from behind. That's why Matt Ryan's numbers is up. So, you right. know. Because these are some of the high turnovers. Nine interceptions. Right. That's a lot. But, right. like you said, 2,600 yards. That's 12. Uh, he's ninth in touchdowns with 18. Uh, QBR is ninth in the league. He's got the 12th best passer rating. Fourth in completion percentage. So, he's still... Still playing at a high level, but like right. I said, when you can't run the ball to keep the defense honest and your defense can't get anybody off the field, right? it's hard to notice the good things that Matt Ryan are still doing in a bad season. Definitely. Another thing, I think uh, our rushing numbers are very down now, but they were up more last year, and I think that's what got the rookie, Ridley, mm-hmm. more looks and everything because we were a little effective more effective running the ball. Now it's like they know, like, you know. Now let's, now let's it's, go lock in. Right, playing from behind. You got to pass the ball. You double up Julio and you make the rookie. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm, definitely. So I definitely think things are looking up and down at the same time for the Falcons, especially with those big division wins. It lets you know that the talent is still there. So, definitely. you know, it definitely could be a coaching aspect. And like you said, defensive players being hurt over the last two years, you know what I'm saying? And it's all the key players. It's the Joneses, the Keanu Neals, Tack McKinley. It's all the guys who affect the game on each other levels as y'all best players, you know what I'm saying? And it it affects the game, and it's definitely hard to win like that. You know, I'm struggling as a Titan fan. You know, we're up (laughs) and down, so we're inconsistent play. So I I feel your pain, and uh, the fight is on. But like (laughs) I said, you guys definitely went and got that win in Carolina. In Carolina. You know what I'm saying? 29-3, that was big. Uh, who else we had? We had the Dolphins beating uh, – I mean, the Bills went to Miami and beat the Dolphins 37-20 to 20 to uh, continue their win streak. The Bills, what, 7-3? and three. They look real good. They do. Cowboys they do. went to Detroit, beat the uh, Lions. No – right, Matt Patricia. No uh, Matt Stafford. He's out another game with the back. So the Cowboys went in there and got it done. It was still a little scared. Gris- Jeff Dristel gave him a little scare, but – Cowboys handled it. Came through for him. Mm-hmm. Colts beat the Jags 33-13. to Colts looking at hey, Colts, yeah. man. I got some takes. I got some man. takes on the Colts. Too. We'll, 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 uh, and we'll do, uh, go into the Thursday game a little I'm bit. Sorry. We'll go into the Thursday game a little later, too. For definitely. Sure. I want to talk about that game. That just happened. Saints beat the Bucks 34-17. to Broncos beat the uh, – Broncos 
blew a 20-point lead. What, 23 to nothing? 20 to nothing lead right. on the Vikings. Vikings came back to win 27-23. It was an amazing game. They actually cut off. I can't even remember what game was on. It was a game that was actually on, and they cut the game off to put the uh, Vikings-Broncos game on. It was crazy. <laughs> and I was like, all right, it was, it was worth it, though. Right, right, right. Definitely. Jets routed the Redskins 34-17. to Say Redskins ain't going to really be able to do too much nah. until – they get a coaching staff in there. You know what Definitely. I'm saying? They got Gruden out of there, which I felt like maybe would maybe was a year, maybe two years too late. Right. You know what I'm saying? Me but personally, they're right, right, gone now. Definitely. I definitely need to put somebody in there who's in Haskins' corner and wants to see him do well and succeed. You know what I'm saying? Get one of those young college coaches. You know what I'm saying? And if not, you know put a ring off for Urban Meyer. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm I think saying? he's Lincoln. always listening. You know what I'm saying? One of these I'm young upstart coaches in college. You know what I'm saying? That's the new wave now. So yeah, go ahead is. and get you one, especially mm -hmm. especially when you got a new college quarterback who just came in. Go ahead and get you somebody who relate to him and been in that system. So Definitely. why not? But uh, they took, they've been taking lumps. But um, I'm happy Haskins gets to play. You know what I'm saying? Sorry it's in the state where their team ain't that good and they're missing a lot of players. Right, but right. he got to get out there because playing one year in college, you, you need some more reps. And what better way to get it than to play? And and not, not just that, it's the mm -hmm. turmoil in Washington to all the extra that's going around there, yeah. you know, the locker room. So you need to get somebody in there who can get that locker room straight and get a hold. Of, you know yeah, what I'm saying? You know, you got the Trent Williams debacle with the – the can't with the cancer scare and everything. Right. It's like, man, everything just like you said, just shake it up, spit it out, and come all the way new Definitely. and just you know what I'm saying, clean slate, fresh clean blood house. in there. Don't bring no coach with no old rap sheet. Like, let's right. go fresh blood mm -hmm. and let's just bring it all the way new in there for Washington. There you go. Uh, who else we got? The Patriots beat the Eagles 17 10. The Patriots offense still looks bad, but hey, the defense is still playing lights out and the game is close. Brady will win it. <laughs> right. Always, you know what I'm saying? Always. If the game's going to be close, then Brady will go ahead and take a take a win from you like it's nothing. Um, I definitely want to go in a little into that Houston-Baltimore game because last week I was talking about, you know, all of the black quarterbacks and how great they are and how we all in the MVP mm -hmm. running. And um, we expected a big game between Houston and Baltimore. We expected some fireworks. We expected to see Deshaun Watson right, and right, right. Lamar Jackson light it up. <laughs> and it was it was nothing like that. It was one-sided from start to finish. Baltimore Ravens defense looks better and better every week. The addition of Marcus Peters is I said that. is a truly, mm -hmm. a truly a blessing in disguise for them. Yeah. It makes it so they can do so much more in the secondary. They can disguise so much more because of the playmaking ability of him. Uh, they were all over Deshaun Watson, sacked him six times. He also fumbled. He also threw a pick, threw for barely 160 yards. I, uh, who else did anything? Uh, D-Hop had seven catches, 80 yards. Kenny Stills had another four catches. But it was all Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, 17 for 24, 222 yards, four touchdowns. Also had another uh, 86 yards rushing on nine carries. The kid's a beast. He's definitely him and Russ, him and Danger Russ have definitely just cleared the lane, and it's, it's a two man race right now. I know Aaron Rodgers will have something to say about that. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to A Rod or any of the other ones, but right now, Danger Russ and and Lamar Jackson, two headed monsters right now for uh, real. Right. Another thing I will say, <clears throat> big things for like these quarterback defense always plays a key. Defense it will always play a key. Baltimore defense is rolling right now which let the offense hmm. roll on offense you know what i'm saying exactly like they Lamar feed off Jackson, each other exactly 
last year with the Rams. We've seen that defense hold, mm-hmm. which made Jared Goff look like he was elite. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now, at defense, not as good, and now we see him be a tier two quarterback. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with the Patriots. We know Tom Brady is great, but that defense hold them, is holding him up more mm-hmm. than he's holding them up right now. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? All I got to do is make one or two good throws a game, and, you know and, and we can I, win this game. You know what I'm saying? So, defense really plays the key. Uh, uh, Watson. JJ Watts out. That defense mm-hmm. is, isn't no really as clowny, good. You no more clowny. No more clowny. You know what I'm saying? So that defense isn't really as good. So he's trying to hold that offense up more mm-hmm. than the defense is trying and to no hold them up. Right. Without a consistent running game. Without you know a consistent man? running game. So even though Hyde and, and, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, Duke yeah. Johnson are definitely an upgrade from what they've had. Definitely. But yeah, definitely. They, uh, they definitely need some help in the running back. Yes. I mean, Hyde got in the end zone, nine carries for 65 yards. But when you're down, you know what I'm saying, 30 yeah. points. He can't continue to run the ball like that's that. Why you, only get <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why you don't get to keep feeding him like that because he was doing his thing. But uh, Lamar Jackson has a plethora of weapons to throw it to. Like I told you, uh, each week it's a different tight end. This week it was Andrews again. Four catches, 75 yards. He got in the end zone. Seth Roberts snuck in there and got one in the red zone. Ingram had two receiving touchdowns, also had 13 carries. Uh, the young guy, Gus Edwards, eight carries, 112 yards in the touchdown. They just spread the ball around. Anybody can run it. Anybody can catch it. As long as Lamar Jackson throwing it. And RG3 will even get in and throw the ball now when they do their little, uh, what they call it, Heisman package, where it's Lamar Jackson, RG3, and Mark Ingram, and they call it the Heisman package. <laughs> three, Heisman ho- three Heisman winners back there. And it, it's it's tricky, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> they having fun. I think that's what makes the Ravens a threat. They, they're having fun back there playing football. On offense and defense, you see Mark Ingram, he's got a different celebration every time. Lamar Jackson throwing the Brett the Hitman heart glasses on on the sideline. <laughs> it's fun. They making football fun, mm-hmm. and they dominating uh, every week while they do it. Yeah, you know, just to touch up, like, that's what makes the Baltimore Ravens really look good because it looks like they're having fun. A lot of teams play, don't look like they're really having fun with it. Like, the Baltimore Ravens look like they're really enjoying Every week, every Sunday, like you know, win, it, win, lose, or draw, win, lose, like, draw, they're out there enjoying every Sunday. It's, so it's exciting to see the Baltimore Ravens. They're definitely a contender in the AFC, and definitely one of the better teams in the NFL. Um, good luck to them. You know what I'm saying? They're doing their thing. Lamar Jackson, like I said, MVP candidate. I'm picking Dangerous. I've been riding him since week one, so I'm gonna let them boys shoot it out. But Lamar Jackson is definitely making his case for MVP. Um, we ain't gonna say he an MVP, but Derek Carr has been playing well. I said every week when he plays well, he is not trying to get left in Oakland when the Raiders go to Vegas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's a semi-pro, uh, not semi-pro, it's an arena team about to take over in Oakland called the Oakland Panthers. That is not who Derek Carr tried to play for. He's trying to be on the Las Vegas Raiders. He is not trying to right. stay in Oakland. And week by week, even though it was, uh, you know, they didn't score as many points as you would have wanted them to against the Bengals, they got the game done 17-10. to 10. Derek Carr was 25 for 29, 292 yards. He threw a touchdown, threw a pick, also had a rushing TD. He was sacked three times. Told you he usually don't get sacked that much. So when he gets sacked, it's definitely a surprise. But real efficient with the football. He's really trying not to turn the ball over. He's checking plays at the line. He's getting receivers in line. He's showing running backs what to do. He's, he's you know, he's he's in control of the offense. Right. And um, I definitely think he's winning over John Gruden week by week. And the fact that they're winning games and they're really in the hunt to not only make the playoffs, they can still win their division right now. I like what the Raiders got going. Uh, like I said, Derek Carr is playing tremendous. The rookie Josh Jacobs, 
Um, he might be rookie of the year. You know, you cool. might want to give it to one of the quarterbacks. Minshew's probably going to be out of it now because he's not playing no more. So now it's like it's going to be Kyler Murray or Josh Jacobs. And with all due respect to Kyler Murray, man, Josh Jacobs is literally the reason why the Raiders' offense has become so much better. He's so physical. He just brings that uh that toughness back to the Raiders, that eye right. patch mentality. Right. 23 carries, 112 yards, and another three catches. And they don't even really get him in the receiving game yet. They haven't even opened up that aspect of his game because that Bama, he was the receiving back on third downs. And, like, he was the pass protector. And, like, he hasn't even gotten to that part of his game yet. So, like, the Raiders got a jewel back there. And the fact that he wasn't an every-down back at Alabama, Right, save them a little time, and now they get a little extra use out of them. Right, another thing that the Raiders do is they control the time of possession. I think they 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 lead the NFL in time mm-hmm. of possession, so they will sit there and run it down your throat. First, second, third down, check down, first down, run two, check down. Like you know, what I'm saying they will run the ball, which mm-hmm. opens the game up for Derek Carr to get those play action, you know, passes play action and- pass and things like that. So Raiders out there looking nice. I think they're tight. Yeah. I- I think Kansas. I mean, I think uh, Kansas City just went just out with the win over the Chargers. Over the Chargers, but, like, right, right, right. you know, what I'm saying they're game out, and it's and it's looking good. <laughs> it's a it's a dog. It's a dog fight. <laughs> it's looking good right now. Yeah, yeah. It's looking like one of my the- little bro in the back. He a Chiefs fan. He throwing up the one and a half games back. He, <laughs> he, he said, put the his. half in. It. <laughs> it's definitely good. Uh, like you know, I always call them the, the Cleveland Bengals. They uh they playing uh Ryan Finley now the rookie. Uh, what was he, 13 for 30, 115 yards, threw an interception. He ran the ball well, though, three carries for 47 yards. But um, I'm not sure if he's going to be their franchise quarterback. He hasn't showed any promise. I know he was a late-round pick, so he's gonna he gets a little time, but they definitely look like they're in the running for, to draft a quarterback. And with the first pick, we're looking like they're going to end up with the first pick in the draft. You're not going to make that mistake and not take a quarterback, so I'm assuming they're going to take one. Joe Mixon's still there. He's a good running back, 15 carries, 86 yards. He got in the end zone. Uh, Ogden Tate, the receiver, four catches, 56 yards. Tyler Eifert brought in three catches. I'm glad he's finally healthy again. Man, three catches yeah. for 21 yards. I feel like he's been hurt for like three years, I'm man. about to say like, two seasons, bro. So, <laughs> you know, it's just good to see him back out there playing football and being healthy because you, you don't want to see nobody suffer injury and, and be out for a long period of time when they can't do something they truly love. Definitely, especially due to injury. The Raiders look good. The, you know, it started off shaky. You kind of thought that Kansas City was going to run away with the division, but with the injury to Mahomes, uh, the Tyreek Hill stuff, and just with, you know, the little things going on just kind of slowed them down. They didn't got an extra two, or two losses that you probably wouldn't expect them to have, and it's like, oh, right. snap. Right. We right here, y'all. Right. Hey, man, give John Gruden credit, man. Like, he got a lot of blowback when he got to Oakland, man. For having I got about four of- homies who wasn't Raider fans um, for like six months. Um, <laughs> when show went like, to LA Rams or something like, like that. Went somewhere, somewhere, somewhere anywhere. Six, just for at least six months <laughs> until everything cooled over and boiled over and they figured out what's going on. Because like you said, yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, man, get that man some credit, man. And then what he's doing without Antonio Brown, they had Antonio Brown, at, you know, during the offseason, almost to start the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people all – Kind of, they didn't give them like you know a shot, but they were like, okay, you know the Raiders gonna be good. Now so they were just tied for first, and now mm-hmm. they're a game back because the Chiefs just won. Picture what they would be doing with Antonio Brown. So it was like you got to give John Gruden credit for what he's doing right now. He he definitely been building something over there. Shout outs to Mike Mayock. You know he the reason why I watched the draft and love college so much more than I already do. Man, it, uh <laughs> he drafted well. Like they said, they got the number one rated rookie class in this draft. The Raiders are balling right now. They're catching stride at the perfect time. 
They got a pretty decent schedule to finish out. So it's like, hey, man, anything's possible. The sky is the limit for the Raiders in the playoff hunt. Shout out to the Raider Nation and all my town business people, man. Uh, the big game, another game we got into, got to get into the Frisco, Arizona game. Arizona is playing the Niners really well, both games. They they can't get that win yet, and that just comes with the Niners really being championship ready, as we can see. But the Cardinals play these guys well. This is two times we didn't see them play them. And even going back before they before then, they had owned the Niners the last few times they right. played them. So the Cardinals always play the Niners well, and this was another good game that literally went down to the final drive. And Kyler Murray played well, uh, 24 for 33, 150 yards, two TDs. He was sacked four times. He also uh, accounted for another 67 yards rushing and a touchdown. I, I always say um, until they get some better down-the-field weapons – Kyler Murray's going to throw the ball a lot, and it's not going to be a lot of yards because a lot of people think he don't throw it for a lot of yards in the offense that's supposed to be air raid. Well, it's like, well, I don't really have the air raid targets. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, my two targets are two slot receivers. You got Fitzgerald, the agent vet, who's now like a slot receiver. Right. And Christian Kirk, who's a very good slot receiver, are my best receivers. It's going to be hard for him to get the numbers he wants. Right. So I, I definitely got to give Coach some time, Coach Clean, uh, Cliff Kingsbury some time to get the right – requisite pieces in there. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. definitely. But I, I like the way they look. They definitely got some talent. The Ken Drake acquisition is going to pay big for him. He brought in 16 carries, 67 yards. Also had another six catches. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they look really good. Like I said, just, the receiving core is just too, too old. You know what I'm saying? Too right. old. Not enough talent. Come with time. Uh, Fitzgerald going to teach everybody that's there, but I definitely think they need, you know, when they get in the draft, they need to get one of these receivers that's coming out. It's a bunch of talented receivers. I definitely think they need to get one to help Kyler Murray out because the kids got talent, plays work. There'll be some open receivers out there. He got to make some better throws to the sideline. Mm -hmm. Some of his sideline throws be a little high sometimes. But like you said, I just need that kind of repetition and that kind of timing with receivers. But when your receivers aren't that good, the time is going to always be off no matter how much y'all work. Man. And um, the Niners just keep proving us different ways that they can win. You know, they almost came back and beat Seattle, but the kicker blew that and a couple <laughs> drives blew that. And they showed that they could play from behind. And now we want to see if they could put a drive together to win the game. And what they do, they go put a – Game-winning drive together and throw a game-winning touchdown to win the game. I know it's the Cardinals, but at the end of the day, these are the things you want to see out of teams that you call championship contenders. They got to be able to win games in all facets of the game. And even though Gurab threw two picks, he still was 34 for 45, 424 yards. He also threw four touchdowns. They only sacked him twice. So, you know, you got to give or take. It's when you throw the ball, you know what I'm saying, 40 times, it's going to happen. You might, you're going to throw that interception around, but he threw four touchdowns and they got a big win that they needed because the Cardinals was on their head. I'm not even going to front. If you didn't watch the game, it was, it was a good game. The Cardinals, like I said, the Cardinals got a good team. They couldn't really run the ball because they was down. So they was really throwing the ball. Right. You know what I'm saying? Coleman only had 12 carries. Uh, Moulter only had six carries. But the receiver stepped up. Debo. Eight catches on, what, 10 targets, 134 yards. I wanted to draft him in the draft over A.J. Brown. The Niners pick was before ours, so they got Debo first. Mm -hmm. But Debo Samuels, as you can see, he looks like a number one receiver out there as a rookie. And that's even better that they added Emmanuel Sanders. And this is, you know what I'm saying, so he can take some pressure off. Uh, 
the Kendrick Bourne guy, this dude is becoming a red zone target. The last, what, three games, he didn't call a touchdown in the red zone. Three catches. Oh, four catches, 31 yards. He scored a touchdown. Uh, the running back, Wilson, had the game-winning touchdown. The tight end that's filling in for uh, Little, Dwelly, he caught two touchdowns. It's like, bro. That's it's that, Shanahan. That's it's Kyle, it's, that's it's like, bro, whoever offense. wants to come in and play, just listen to what I tell you, and you'll be open. That's the dude. fullback, check was second on the team in catches. He has seven catches, 63 yards. We're talking about the fullback. He like, hey, if you got a skill, I will use it. And, they and man, you can't knock what the Niners got going right now. They defense play lights out. They take the ball away. They hit your quarterback. They rough him up. One thing I will say, I wasn't uh, impressed this game with Jimmy Garoppolo. Haven't been impressed with him throughout the year. Like, you know, he's been okay, but I haven't really been impressed with it. I know he's coming off injury and things like that, so it comes with the territory. But Yeah, this game was one of those type of games. But, right. And, you know, just go back to the Pittsburgh game where he threw four picks in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That kind of like it, it kind of had me skeptical because it's like you can't do that in the playoffs versus good teams. For you sure know what I'm saying? They're gonna kill you. They're, they're definitely gonna kill you. And when he threw those four picks, Pittsburgh they had Mason Rudolph. They didn't convert any time. I think they got two field goals out of those mm -hmm. four picks, and they were in reds like in the red zone every time. So it was like you know this game actually showed me like oh, okay you kind of had had to put it on his uh -huh. shoulders. Like, you know right, y'all, we can't run the ball. They tightening up on it. Right we down a, two scores. Right. To Let's so go this, get open. Right. So, you know, this is definitely paving the way for, like, not just a playoff team, but a championship contender team. Yeah, like I was saying, you got to be able to win in every aspect of the game. And the Niners, since week one, have literally shown a, a different way to win the game. You know what I'm saying? And every obstacle in their way, they they knocked and it down. And even with that one loss with Seattle in overtime, when they had a two chances. Two like, chances. Yeah, two chances. So it was like. They literally gave <laughs> Russ. Like, here, Russ. Right. And Russ gave them one back. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, the Niners are the real deal, man. I think they can stop trying to pretend and say they haven't played anybody in their division. I think yeah, they, they, I think they here. can. I, think I, they can cut I was saying that, now. too. I was saying after they beat the Rams, I was like, they're legit. You right. know what I'm saying? Then after the Seattle game, it's like, you can't, you can't say that they're not legit. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's. You can't you, you can't go out and dominate games like that. And that was the thing. It was like the teams that they were a lot better than they was dominating. Games ain't even close. Right. Then the good teams, they still went on and win games. That's what make a great team. And that's, yeah. and it's definitely that defense in that running game that, you know, when you can play deal, just like the Baltimore Ravens, like, you know, that, that defense, which allows that offense to do what they do, like, you know, because that offense trusts that defense. Yep. That defense trusts that offense. It's a partnership. It's literally a partnership. And when you don't, you know, and when you got that partnership and you guys are on the same page, as you can see, Baltimore and <laughs> you know what San saying? Francisco out there. Two rolling. of the best teams in the NFL. Two of the best, best in the division. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Exactly. So, hey, you know what I'm saying. Speaks for itself. On a collision course to get in on one of these days. You know what I'm saying. But uh, I'm excited for it. My Titans had a bye week, so obviously I can't talk about us. But I'm still gonna make a little time to talk about us. We five and five right now. Division's tight. It's real, real tight. We just had the uh, Thursday game, Colts Texans. I needed them both to lose. Obviously, it wasn't possible. <laughs> so uh, it is what it is. I'm gonna get into that Thursday game. We're gonna talk a little bit about that before we even preview the rest of the week. But I just wanted to say my Titans are in a good spot right now. We play the Jags this week. All we need to do is continue to do what we've been doing. Keep the turnovers down. Run the ball effectively with Derrick Henry. And uh, defense, we got to get some more sacks. 
Harold Landry and and uh, Logan Ryan can't be our only pass rushers. Our our corner can't be second on the team in sacks. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not going to work like that. But I do love it. He's 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 definitely a help until we can find us another pass rusher. Right. Get Jarrell Casey back this week should be good for us. Helps us out, especially now we can have him and the rookie playing together. They ain't really got to play since the rookie first game back. As soon as he got healthy. Jarrell Casey got hurt. So we ain't really got to see both our interior pass rushers in there together right. since the, uh, earlier in, in the weeks. So I'm excited for that. And uh, we get to start this thing back up. And uh, the division is tight. Like I right. said, we ain't but two we two games back from the front. And we still play the Texans twice. And we get the Jags and the Colts one more time. Oh, so, okay. we, yeah, we right here. Like I said, I ain't, I'm not off the I'm not off the Titan playoff bandwagon yet. But we not. can't lose two in a row. Two losses in a row. And it's over for us, and we need to start Looking preparing the for the draft. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because you guys are always in the middle. You yep. guys can't. And every time we in no man's land with a pick, it's hard to get a. It's hard to get that impact player we need because you're, yeah, definitely. always right in the middle of the pack, and <laughs> it look like we finna be right there again. That's why I'm like, we can't lose two in a row. Right. Two losses in a row kills us. We got it. We got to win, and we got to start by winning this Jaguar game. It's a winnable game. Definitely. Jaguars are a shell of what they were. Oh yeah. From AFC Championship times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, two two years ago. Right. So we definitely need that. I'm hoping Tannehill can stay consistent. Now, like I said, this little bye week we got, he got to practice some more. He get to we get to put in more plays because man, he been playing to me. He been playing on the fly every week. We right. ain't got to really install nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We got to literally install piece by piece because he ain't been playing with the ones. So he get a full week off. He got to practice every day with the ones. Right. We got to probably install some new stuff. So I'm, I'm expecting to see a couple new plays, maybe some new formations, just some new things coming into this week, especially with a whole week off. And, and Tannehill gets to really tone in and hone in that offense. Definitely understandable. Yeah, so I'm excited for the Titans. Stay tuned. We uh, After we come back from this little mini break, we're going to talk about the Thursday night game. We'll preview all the games for this upcoming week. Stay tuned. And we back like we never left. You already know it's your one and only boy, D-Wood, bringing the Wood Podcast. We're here for the second part, man. We're going to start getting into these next week game, these week 12 games. We're going to start with the Thursday game that happened yesterday. It was a good game. It was in my week old division, AFC South. We had Colts, Texans in Houston. It was a good game. Uh, Houston ended up winning the game 20-17. to Couple little controversial play at the end with the strip by Darius Leonard. You know that was neither here nor there, but overall it was a pretty decent game. Uh, Jacoby Brissett was 16 for 25, 129 yards. He also ran in a touchdown. He was sacked once. They got the running back dude Williams. I forgot his first name. I want to say Jonathan. I don't want to do him wrong, but uh, 26 carries, 104 yards in the touchdown. Also brought in three carries. I mean three catches. Uh, filled in well for Marlon Mack. Naheem Hines had a nine carries for 51 yards. The backs, they still run the ball well. The offensive line is there. The Colts got that O-line. Ebron also had four catches, 44 yards. T.Y., three catches, 18 yards. But as you can see, he couldn't even play. He was more out there just for a decoy to probably try to help draw, draw coverage to make some easier throws for Brissett, you know what I'm saying, and, and kind of show the hand of the defense. But it's really hard to do that. T.Y. had Two drops out there, crucial drops that uh that hurt it, man, during the game. If you got to watch the game, and if you know T. Y. Hilton, but T. Y. ain't dropping no passes. So that just that kind of made me feel like that injury was definitely 
more than than you know what right. it was on the surface level. Definitely. But he Definitely. a trooper, so you see he still tried to hustle and play out there anyway. And that's why he one of the better receivers in the league. And the Colts kind of go as far as he go. And that's kind of why I felt like they couldn't win this game because they, they needed one or two plays. And outside of T.Y. Hilton, Just, they already got the playmaker. Marlon right. Mack out too. So it's tough. Yeah, and Eric. Eric Ebron hasn't really been himself lately. Nah, either. Not like, since you know, last year. Yeah, he hasn't been the Ebron that we know. You know, so that might have been just he might have really just luck might have uh and I, I elevated him because you know in Detroit we couldn't find him either. Couldn't like he got either. here, yep. might have been a change of scenery, but it could have been just getting a little luck in your life. Definitely, you know what I'm <laughs> literally, because Ebron yeah. definitely looking like like a uh, Detroit Lion Ebron. Ebron, again, yeah. You know, so. and, and we know he's a good tight end. He's a real good tight end. Right, we definitely. Yeah, we know. seen what 13 touchdowns last year. Yeah, so it's definitely there. But that that's my thing. That goes back to me. I I definitely like Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a starting caliber NFL quarterback, but I don't know if he your franchise quarterback. Like I don't know if. If if the Colts are 100% healthy, do you think that Jacoby Brissett could get them to a championship? A uh, AFC championship? Yeah, yeah. We ain't even talking Super Bowl. We talking about it. Yeah, and AFC. Do you think that he could get the Colts to an AFC championship game? Because with the same team, with Andrew Luck, we was talking big things with this team. That's true. And then when Andrew Luck retired, he was like, oh, it's over for this team. Then Jacoby Brissett showed that he can play ball. But well, he ain't Andrew Luck. We can see as we as we see, he's not Andrew Luck, but he's still playing well. But do you think he's got enough to get this team to the hump and over? I think the team as a whole has enough, but I don't think Jacoby Brissett can take him over that hump. I think the as of right now, right? Um, I think the AFC is too is is too much firepower in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that Jacoby. Jacoby couldn't get him there, or the Colts in general isn't a good team, but it's just too much firepower in the West. You got the Patriots, you got the Chiefs, you know, you got the Baltimore Ravens, you know, you got teams like that. Like, I don't know if even if they were to play any of these teams in the first round, they'll get out the first round. You know what I'm saying? They're right. a good team, like, right. but it's just too much firepower in the AFC right now, even with a healthy Jacoby. I think, uh, I think he just wouldn't get him over the hump right now, not in with the, these AFC teams. As constructed right now, yeah. Now I'm, I, I'm, and I'm starting to be in that same boat with you because, like I said, when it first started, I was definitely. I'm still, I still like Jacoby Brissett. Like I said, I still think he's a solid quarterback. Definitely. But I'm not sure if he's a, you know, if he's a game changer or even to the level of, you know, just like can, like you said, with the with the right pieces around, could he bring a title to your team or right. get your team close? Right. And I'm not fully sure. It's still early. This is his first year in the system. He didn't exactly. get the full chance as the starter. He wasn't even projected as the starter. So, right. you know what I'm saying? Coming in next year, if they don't draft a quarterback, because, you know, anything is up in offseason, if they don't take a flyer on a quarterback and they go in the next season with Jacoby Brissett, it'll be, a, it'll be a much better viewing for him. You know, it's his team. It'll be a full season, full offseason. You know, we didn't. he didn't realize he was going to be the guy until, what, two weeks before the season started. So, uh, I'm not going to, f- you know, fully say he can't be – a franchise quarterback, right. but right now it's still early. I, um, just to touch on that mm-hmm. again, he's never been a con- like not consistent. Not it's not his fault, but he's never had a consistent couple of years as being a starter either. It's always spurts. him the spurts. You know him coming in at certain moments. You know he was a start a, a full starter a couple of years ago for the Colts. I think or not even a full starter. Or was it a half? A right, they traded to get him during the season. Right, and yeah, he I think played. Got hurt. Yeah, and then they and traded to get him. Right, and then it's like Luck came back. 
you know, and then he her, and now he, he retires. So it's like he he hasn't really in New England. In New England, you know what I'm saying? He's playing a few games because Garoppolo got hurt, so he came in and played four or five games. So it's like, like I definitely see what you're saying. Like you said, he ain't. He ain't had enough time to be consistent enough to become to become an actual franchise quarterback. So I think okay. the coach have to have a have to take a flyer on him. Like you know, you can't go. I mean, you can go get a quarterback, but I think you have to stick with him for another year just to see. Like, hey, see, like, like okay, we're gonna give you a full keys. This yours. You ain't even got to stretch your brain in the offseason. This your Definitely, team. Right. You showed us you good enough to keep us in the division, which they are in the division. Right. It's wide open. You know what I'm saying? They what a half a game behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Texans after that game. So I definitely I, I I like your I like what you brought to the table. I definitely didn't think about it like that because experience is everything for oh, sure. Oh, definitely. And like you said, he's got a bunch of half a seasons racked up. You know what I'm saying? And this will be right. his first full season. And then this season was a surprise, right? You know what I'm saying? With a this is second year coach for the coach? yep second, second year, year coach. coach. You know so. what I'm saying? So this coach wasn't even prepared to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the right. playbook was built for Andrew Luck. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So to, to go switch it all up mm-hmm. is, is crazy. But to even watch him still go out there and, man, hold it down yeah, like he's doing, yeah, yeah. it's like, man, big kudos to him. But I'm still hoping for – I ain't hoping for big things because I don't really want to wish good for the coach. But I do respect what Jacoby said doing. Definitely. I hope the best Honestly, for him yeah, yeah. in the definitely. future. Uh, the Texans, though, on the other hand, definitely need a bounce-back game after uh, getting pummeled like they did by the Ravens. Um, this showing still wasn't super great, but, hey – we went from being sacked six times to Deshaun Watson was only sacked once. He threw for 200, almost 300 yards, threw two touchdowns. You know, he had a pick. He lost a fumble. He could have potentially lost two fumbles if it would have been challenged right. But uh, I definitely like what they got going. Uh, they I keep trying to feature Carlos Hyde. He has 16 carries, 67 yards. Will Fuller coming back being healthy was uh, was a was a big thing. What did he? What did he end up with? Seven catches, 140 yards. He's he's a a, a field spacer. You know what I'm saying? He got like that D Jack trait. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. I run straight and I run straight at a very a very fast pace, and it opens up the offense for D Hop, who also brought in six catches, 94 yards, and two touchdowns. The Texans didn't look great. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They didn't look great. But Deshaun Watson is definitely, you know, he's definitely a, a, a trooper. He's one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league. And and uh, you he's one of those guys you want to play for. And he makes people better because how hard he goes for his teammates. Definitely. You've seen him. He get kicked in the eye. He get punched in the stomach. Mm-hmm. He get tripped. He gets, man, right. shot in the shoulder, right, right, whatever right, right, right. it is. Definitely. He going to go out there and still try to play for his team, like literally until he can't play no more. And I think that makes other people go hard, and that's why they win, and that's why they're going to still try to do this thing, like you said, without a J.J. Watt, without Clowney, uh, right. missing Roby. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? Uh, Tyshawn Gibson, the safety, just got back. Like, they got holes everywhere. Everybody hurt. They right. had to sign, uh, whatchamacallit, who you got cut from the Bucks? Uh, uh Hargraves. Hargraves. You know what I'm saying? He out there playing right now. He right. ain't even been on the team for two weeks, and he playing <laughs> starting corner. So they need him badly, yeah. But – Deshaun Watson, we got the week, go out there and get it done. The defense did play well. Like I said, held the held the coast to 17 points. Right. But no T.Y., no Marlon Mack. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they're going to score that many points either. So I definitely thought this was a game that the Texans had to win. Right. And it goes back to defense, man. It goes back that, to that Houston defense. Mm-hmm. That's really 
it's really like, you know, it's not good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the defense is not good on top of, you know, you try to fix the offensive line. Right. You know, your defense is good. And you try to fix the offensive line. Now your offensive line is somewhat okay, but now your defense is horrible. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it just goes like, you know, last week I was looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson was 18, 18 to 29, uh-huh. 169 yards. A pick and at nineteen for thirty this week, uh-huh. yards. You know, but that's so, run that same area. The same, like you know, it is all about the who catches the ball on the other end. A couple Definitely. of completions here, or a completion here or two, a change the whole aspect of the game. And like that's how big of a factor he There's is. In no, the game, right? Literally. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like that's how exactly. much he means to the team. You know what I'm saying? One or two incompletions, one or two bad throws, one or two extra sacks, mm-hmm. and the game changes because Deshaun Watson is the playmaker of the team. He is no disrespect to DeAndre Hopkins, but Deshaun Watson is the offense. Right. D Hop can do all he wants, but they're right, not going right, to right. win games definitely without Watt, without definitely. without Watson. You know what I'm saying? D Hop could go out there and get honey catches, fifteen hundred yards. With anybody, with me and you throwing him right, the rock. period. He don't care. <laughs> but if he wants to win, you need that guy in the four jersey playing well. And go. the first thing, like you said, they got to keep him off the ground, and their defense got to play better. And hopefully, you know, they get healthy and they can. You know, I try not to wish a lot of bad on people because I'm a Titan fan. Right. But like you know, so they they we all right there on their heels. Definitely. This division ain't won. They haven't won anything yet, and they they still like you said got a lot of work to do. Definitely. But it was definitely a good Thursday game if you did watch it. Like I said, the controversial fumble, the uh, Darius Leonard kind of strips him at the end. It, it came loose, but it was under two minutes, so they couldn't challenge it on the floor. I guess the booth didn't see anything. Looked like a fumble to me, but that's why I don't ref. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I can't call it. Right. But it, it definitely was a setup for a good game to start up the week. You know what I'm saying? To start up this weekend of games. So if you didn't see that game, the Colts beat the Texans. I mean, the Texans beat the Colts 20 to 17. And uh they sit at the top of the division right now at seven and four. And uh who on what we got this coming up week, we got Sunday's games for this Sunday. We got the Steelers traveling to the uh Cleveland Bengals. Steelers five and five, Bengals still winless. Obviously, I'm taking the Steelers on the road. The Cleveland Bengals are just a, a bad team. They're just a bad <laughs> team right now. I'm not gonna say they bad coach because Coach Taylor just got there. Right. But they're a bad team right now, and they're coming from years of years of years of average and trash mm-hmm. coming from Marvin Lewis mm-hmm. of years of being average and being trash. Right. And I don't even know how many years he was there. I lose count. But I'm happy they got somebody new in there, and this is probably what it takes to turn over a new page in life because. As bad as the Bengals look right now at 0-10, they haven't really looked that good over the past few years anyway. Right. So hopefully this this is a turnover of something good and good luck to Coach Taylor in the future. But they're going down to the Steelers and they might go on 16. Yeah. You taking the Steelers? I'm pretty sure you're taking, I'm the, taking the, the Steelers on the road. We got Seahawks traveling to Philly to take on the Eagles. Seahawks 8-2 and two, still chipping on the Niners' heels. Trying to get that first place because uh, it's it's a buy on the line right now in the NFC and everybody want to buy man it is oh it's real tight Eagles five and five trying to stay close to Dallas because they need it because like I said earlier I only think one team from the from the NFC is gonna make the playoffs so whoever win the division out of the Eagles or the Cowboys they gonna get that they gonna get that spot and right now it's looking a little dim for the Eagles because I definitely got the Seahawks winning this game on the road in Philly. Hostile Philly crowd and all. Y'all already know Dangerous MVP. He's going to go out there and do what he do best, make plays and make things happen. 
this is a big game for both teams. Mm. Uh, big game. <clears throat> the Seahawks and you know trying to stay up there with the Niners mm-hmm. in that division, and the Eagles trying to stay with the Cowboys in that division. So, I think this is going to be a real chippy game. It's going, it's going, it's, it's going to get chippy. I definitely know that in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to roll with Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle's doing their thing. I think uh, as much as I, I believe Lamar Jackson will win MVP, you cannot count out, you know what I'm saying, that Danger man. Russ, you know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson, like that man's a bad man. Um, he might end up winning MVP still. Like, like All right. Saying? This is definitely but, a wide open race. You know, right. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm going to roll with everybody else when Lamar Jackson and that. But – I think Seahawks get this win for sure. And definitely big big game for both uh Seahawks and Eagles this weekend. We got Raiders traveling to New York or Jersey to go take on the Jets. Raiders at six and four, Jets three and seven. I like the Raiders. They're gonna come in there, they're gonna run that ball down their throat with Josh Jacobs. Um Sam Darnold's too up and down. I still think they just need a few more pieces around. I think they need O line. That's that's like the key thing. Cause I kind of like the receiver cores as crazy as it sounds, I really like Robbie Anderson. Same. I like Jamison Crowder. Same. I like both of them. I think they're really well. I think if they had a tight end and a better old line to go with Le'Veon Bell, I think the Jets could be something. But I'm taking the Raiders. Raiders is, is kicking butt. Raiders trying to get in the playoff spot. They know they got to stay close to the Chiefs because the Chiefs can run off and win three, four games in a row just like that. So every game counts for the Raiders, especially winnable games like this. Um, I'm gonna go with the Raiders, but it's not by a lot. It's literally by like an eyelash. <laughs> um, I don't want to. You don't want to let the Jets hang around. Yeah, true, true, true. I don't true, think true. you want to let the Jets hang around at home, mm-hmm. coming off a win. Um, exactly. You know, I know they're not gonna. They're not making any noise, but you know, it's always any given Sunday. And I think with the Raiders in the time of possession, mm-hmm. um, you can slightly. Jets defense is not that bad. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Like, you know, and with the Raiders playing time and possession, you don't want to let the Jets hang around. Right. You know, but I'm going to take the Raiders for this one. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Panthers travel to New Orleans to the to the Superdome to take on the 8-2 and two Saints. Panthers at 5-5. Five and five. This is a big division battle. Uh, Panthers need this win bad because – Losing to the Falcons, uh, losing to the Falcons last week hurts, mm-hmm. and it, it just makes the whole NFC wild card race that much closer because you still got the Rams creeping up, who mm-hmm. I said wouldn't make the playoffs, but with the, with the with the Panthers losing two back to back weeks in a row, things might change a little bit, mm. and it sucks because they might be losing three straight because I'm taking Drew Brees and them at the house. If they wasn't at home, I would take Carolina because I really think that Carolina team is good. I really don't know what happened last week versus the Falcons. That was crazy. They lost to Green Bay in the snow on the one-yard line. It is what it is. You think it could be three teams in one division going to the playoffs this year? It, it's possible. No, I know, I know it's possible, yes. but do you th- Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And This is definitely possible because that wild card spot is still open, it so it's definitely possible. Wait. Um, I'm a also take the Saints in that Superdome. I know the Saints, uh, they really need – I mean, as far as needing wins they also. Need that the first, first round bye is tight. Saints need wins too. Like, you know, they need the rest of these wins too. Like, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. But, you know, that first round bye is something crucial. And it's going to mm-hmm. be something crucial, especially for the NFC. I think the road to the Super Bowl, whoever gets that first round bye – they you know what I'm saying? That's, that's going to be the re- – mm-hmm. that's that's just my – All opinion. these teams play really well at home, like all the top teams in the NFC. Right. 
I definitely see where you're going with this. Now where things get a little spunky. We got the Lions, 3-5-1, traveling to D.C. to take on the Redskins at 1-9. I was just talking about the Redskins and how, you know, things need to change. I'm, I'm picking the Redskins. They at home. I'm taking the Redskins. I don't think Matthew Stafford's playing again. Even though Driscoll just played well against Dallas and put up, what, three total touchdowns. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I just the, I can't see the Lions. But if the Redskins can't win this game at home, man, I, I don't know what to tell you. They are a bad team. The Lions, they are they are right. If the Lions can't win this game on the road, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you, bro. Like, and that's for real, uh, bro. Matt Patricia is, you know, what I'm saying I, I um I actually like Matt Patricia to be honest. I mm-hmm. thought you know I, I think he's a good head coach. I think he don't have the right. That come with shifting and, you know, some time. Definitely, but I really like Matt Patricia. Um, they've been going through a lot of bumps and bruises this season after I thought they would actually be decent after the first three weeks. I'm like, okay, like, you know, Detroit Lions was okay mm-hmm. then. So, but I'm going to go with the Lions this game. I, I can't see them losing to Washington right now with all the coaching adjustments and mm-hmm. new, you know, intern coaches and things like that. So, I'm going to go with Matt Patricia and Detroit. Okay, all good. Next game, we got the Giants traveling to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Now, right here on my paper, I know you see I got the Giants marked off on my paper. Right. But I think I want to change to the Bears, and I don't even truly know why I want to change to the Bears. (laughs) They ain't even giving me no reason. (laughs) But I think I thought Evan Ingram was going to play this week. Okay. But he's not. So... Mm. I'm my star on the Giants on the paper, but I was switching it to the Bears. I'm gonna take the Bears at home. Okay, literally that one player changes everything. He's Definitely. their best receiver. Definitely, <laughs> and Definitely. he's a, a matchup nightmare. And I think him and Saquon Daniel Jones, like they got some young pieces to work with and build for the future. They get a couple more pieces of line to put in front of Daniel Jones. He showed he can make NFL throws. He can win games. If it's a winnable game, right? You know what I'm saying. This is definitely a winnable game. That's why I picked the Giants to win initially. So, if the Giants win, I wouldn't be shocked because mm-hmm. the Bears are playing bad offensively, which makes the defense look bad. Right. Because I don't care how good you are on defense, if you're on the field all day, eventually you're going to get tired. You're going to start giving it up. Definitely. But I'm definitely, like I said, switching my pick to the Bears at okay. home, Soldier Field, to beat the Giants. Definitely. I'm going to go also with Chicago. Um, it's not by a lot either, but I'm going to, you know, to pick the Giants. The Bears have – you know, they also have, they're also trying to fight for a wild card spot. You know, they're mm-hmm. four and five. They can be five and five after this, and they'll be, you know, right there to push for that wild card spot. I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see it happening. You right, know, right. it doesn't. Last year, I was a real big fan of the Bears. Like, I thought that they can do something. I thought that Mitchell Trubisky would take that step. Yeah. I feel like that's what they needed. And he is not like stepping in that he, direction. He has not stepped. He took a step down for sure to me, mm-hmm. if, if anything. Right. Um, if he stepped anywhere. If he stepped anywhere, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm going to take the Bears for this game. I think that defense steps up on this Giants offense and uh, get the job done. All good, all good. We got Dolphins at 2-8, and eight, traveling to Cleveland to take on the 4-6 and six Browns. I'm taking the Browns, and that's because if y'all checked, if y'all been listening at the midway point, my big, my big uh, theory for the second half of the season was that the Browns would win – Seven, six to seven of their next eight games, and so far they two and zero. So I'm, I'm taking the, I'm taking the Browns. Obviously, it's the Dolphins. They should go ahead and get a win. 
Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Browns only because I have Baker Mayfield on my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I, I would take Miami because the Browns are playing like you no, know, no Miles Garrett. You know what I'm saying? No mm-hmm. Miles Garrett, and they already was playing poorly. Um, but it's it's just crazy because every week, even though the Browns play bad, I just feel like they should win the game. Like every time I see them on the field, I'm like, that's just too many. You know, there's too many per- good personnel stars out there for you guys to be losing these games. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I always say that's that coaching. Definitely the coaching. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna take the Browns to win this game at home versus oh, Miami for sure. We got the Buccaneers at three or seven traveling to the Superdome, not the Superdome, but to the Mercedes Benz Dome to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Both three and seven teams. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks on the road. I think the Falcons gave everything they had the last two weeks to knock off the Panthers. And the Saints. And I think they're going to just come in here and, and, and parlay. And I think the Buccaneers come in here and still a win. Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston had a bad game last week. And all year it's been good game, bad game, good game, bad game. His so career say, since he's been right, in the NFL. Good game, bad game. So I'm going to say Jameis has a good game. I got Bucks taking this one. If I didn't feel like – so if we didn't win them last two games, I would definitely take the Bucks. Because I want a top five draft pick, <laughs> but the fact that I believe that we can try to close this thing out and try to make a wild card spot, I'm gonna take the Falcons um, to win this game to get another divisional opponent. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been the divisional games that they've been winning these last two. I know. I know they. I know you said that they gave it all they got last week, but I feel like they're they're playing for two things. They're either really playing for a wild card spot or they're playing for Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's one or the other. So I think that the Falcons come out and get this win versus Tampa Bay. I like that. I like that. Broncos travel to the Bills. Broncos three and seven. Bills seven and three. Um, I'm taking the Bills. Bills too much defense. Josh Allen is part of that running game with single with Singletary and Frank Gore. I got the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills too. I think the Broncos should have or should make a trade for Cam Newton. Either... Either should have last couple of weeks on the trade deadline, which probably wasn't going to happen, or try to this offseason. But I'm going to take the Bills. Oh, good. And we got the one o'clock games. We got my Titans. Well, the Jags traveling to Tennessee to take to take on my Titans. Titans, we five and five. We in the in the hunt, fighting hard for that playoff wild card spot. Jags four and six. Nick Foles second game back off the injury. Obviously, I'm taking them Titans at home. We can't lose two in a row. In this game, we definitely need to close that gap on the Colts and on the Texans. This win helps us. We need this. This is a big, big win for us. We got to go get this. Second game back for Nick Foles. I just don't think he's ready coming from that collarbone, mm-hmm. I was a collarbone injury. Yes, sir. Titans, you know, they're always in the middle of the pack when games like this happen. Division games, they they normally come through, you know, normally come through with games like this. Um, I think Titans get this win. No Jalen Ramsey for the Jaguars. I'm going Tennessee. Let's go tighten up, baby. Uh, the big one o'clock game, everybody going to be tuned in for. I'll be tuned in for. I'll be flipping back and forth from my Titan games to this. You got the Cowboys at 6-4 and four, traveling up to Bean down Boston, up to Massachusetts to go ahead and take on Brady and the Patriots at 9-1. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots. I, I thought I, I thought long and hard about taking the Cowboys. I thought long and hard about taking the Cowboys because the run game is going to is going to travel well. It's going to it's going to travel well. But I think that the Patriots are going to put all the pressure on Dak to throw a ball and beat them. And I'm not gonna say Dak can't do that. But I'm not sure if he's gonna do that in 
this game. So I'm taking the Patriots. Uh, I'm a, taking that boy Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Also, Tom Brady hasn't been playing the best. That defense has been really, really helping him out. Um, if the Cowboys were a little better this year, I would say we were looking at a Super Bowl preview right here. Mm-hmm. The Patriots were playing a little bit, obviously, but you know, I'm you know just going in, into Foxborough. I just I just feel like it's hard for anybody to go in there and just get a win. Uh, I'm going with New England and Dallas. Yeah, and to finish off the oh nope Sunday night. Forgot I got one two more games. The Sunday night game, Packers. Travel up to the Bay, take on the Niners in Santa Clara. Packers eight and two, Niners nine and one. I'm taking the Niners, and I'm strictly taking them because they at home. And I go back to that Charger game. The reason why the Packers lost to that Chargers, they couldn't stop Eckler and Melvin Gordon. Now I'm saying Breida and Coleman will be the same type of problem that Eckler and Gordon was in this Packer game. And I think that the Niners go out and they get this game, and they go on to be ten and two. And now they got them. They kind of got them a buy sewn up. I'm taking the Cheesehead Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers coming back. You mm-hmm. feel me? Hey, Rod. You know, he loved coming back, you know what I'm saying, to Kelly. Um, and I just think that the Niners haven't faced a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers yet this year. They faced a good quarterback. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Haven't faced uh, Aaron Rodgers yet. And this will be the test. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think the Seahawks was the test, but they're in their division, so they play them a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This will be a real good test for both teams, not just the Niners. I think right. for, for Green Bay, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm taking Green Bay on the road. I just can't count out Aaron Rodgers. Oh, good. That one should be interesting. Sunday night, tune in. And the Monday night game to finish up the week, we got the 8-2 and two Baltimore Ravens traveling to L.A. to take on the same, a little, the L.A. Rams. they 6-4. and four. Uh, I'm taking Baltimore in this. Even though Aaron Donald and, and company, they're going to definitely come ready to uh, play some football and try to stop that run game. But too much Lamar Jackson, Ingram, Edwards, the whole running game crew. Ravens defense playing well, going to get after golf. I got, yeah, I got the, I got the Ravens, man. I got the Ravens I'm going on Monday. BMO too, B-Town. And I think Marcus Peters for sure gets a pick. And I think he's going to be very emotional this game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been traded for the second time. He got traded to Baltimore. They're playing. They're they're looking like they're having fun, doing it on a weekend, a week out basis. Marcus Peters comes back to LA. I might think give us a pick six. Might give you a pick. And then he kind of like he don't know, but he kind of knows what's going to be going down. Like you know, what I'm saying the kind of run schemes, the things mm-hmm. that they like well, to do, like there. base he practice. Did. You know, so sure. um, taking Baltimore for this one also. All good. All good. Again. Little bro, man, thanks for coming. Always. Glad man. you no, caught through and rap with you, the man. kid. Nah, man, I appreciate you. Little bro, nut in the back listening in, man. Any camper listening in, we in this hot box sweating, man, like nobody's business. But y'all already know, man, if you want to follow me, follow us on IG at Camper Chronicles. Twitter is Camper Clouds. Uh, we got a YouTube page, Camper Chronicles. We about to start shooting some Camper Chronicle uh, live podcasts, as a Ring in the Wood podcast, more group stuff with me and the homies. I got some cooking endeavors I'm gonna put on there. Uh, Facebook, I'm Dana Real Wood. You know, add me at any time. Uh, I share the stuff on all my platforms. Uh, give me a like, a shout out, a share. Uh, my Snap ASAP underscore Shaba two three. Follow me on there. I do a lot of cooking on there. I, pr- I promote the podcast, a bunch of crazy other stuff with the homies. Um, if you listening, you can listen uh, on the Anchor app. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on the Breaker app, Google Podcast, 
Radio Radio Public, or Copy RSS. This is all the platforms I'm streaming from. If you got one, get one. If you don't, get it. Listen in. Bringing the Wood Podcast, man. I have so much fun doing this. Thanks for all the support. Love. Again, if you want to be on the show, hit the kid up and get on here. You already know. We can talk sports. I base it on what you want to talk about, or we can go off what I want to talk about. All I need you to do is find one of these streaming sites, find the kid, talk to me. Again, it's the little bro Dilla, man. You got anything you want to say? Man, fuck work Friday, but I got to go to work. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you know, we appreciate y'all, man. Keep liking, keep sharing, man. We going to keep doing this shit for y'all. Big bro going to keep doing it for y'all. We just going to keep helping them out. You feel me? And we going to. And you already know, man. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast. I'm your host, D Wood. I brought it.